Okay, what's going on guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today we have a very special guest on the show. We have Bellator and the inventor of the 135 pound Bellator Grand Prix, Brian Pikeman Moore. Brian, how are you getting on? What's happening lads? I'm doing well. How are things? Great, great. How are you getting on? Yeah, all good. Enjoying, enjoying what life, you know what I mean? It's just, we're all been throwing a bit of a curveball, but it's how you, how you deal with it, I suppose. Is, is that bag down in your place to get a few more licks now, is it? Oh, stop. I'm running out of bags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, just to start things off, um, tell us how you got into MMA. Jeez, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, was, uh, I always played sports. I uh, played team sports since I was five and did quite well. I was, uh, I was a county player with, uh, for hurling the football, but... Um, Kind of just stopped, stopped losing interest in it, and I was in the I was in college studying. Um, I was about twenty one or two, and um, I seen who did I see? I think I was I seen a UFC, but it was I think it was um, GSP and Matt Serra, and it was also uh, Chuck Liddell and uh, Tito Ortiz, and it was um, and it was a highlight show. But when I seen it, I was like, "What is this?" And then. When I, the more I looked into it, I was like, okay, I can't just be an observer. I need to get into this, even though I had not a, a day's martial arts in my life, really. Yeah. So um, I was in the middle of uh, studying for my, my final exams and doing my thesis. Um, and I just I joined a Muay Thai club at the, you know, in the evenings. And I fell in love with it. I just I dropped, what, 15 years of, um, of GEA and soccer and team sports. I just dropped it all to, to just pursue this. And, um, you know, it was, it was in the middle of a recession. So basically, my time was spent working in a bar, but during the day, it was uh, it was me training, practicing by myself on a bag, reading martial arts, uh, you know, tutorials and what, and looking things up on YouTube and just practicing. And and uh, I just fell madly in love with it, and I still am, still am today. Yeah, Brian. For a lot of people that don't know, like you, you were a part of the first wave of Irish Maze when, like, obviously, like that when SVG blew up, and uh, you were like part of the team. Uh, what age were you when you actually joined the SBG, and um, what was it like being part of that like movement? I, I, I'm kind of I think I think I started MMA at 21 and I had amateur. Like so, basically from my first day of training, I was 21, 22, and within a year I had my first pro fight, and I fought three times in in that year or a few months, and then joined SBG was uh, I was. I was training like three times a week in um, in a place in Wexford, and the, the standard wasn't very good. You know what I mean? It was just a few guys that were just trying to figure it all out between us. And um, I had a had an amateur fight, and 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 with that, the show that was the, the, the club that we're putting on were a guy were guys called Kilkenny Top Pro. So I travelled up and down to Kilkenny, and one of the guys that were there were training in SBG. So I got that link, and when I went to SBG, I was like, right, this is my. Uh, this is my last gym I'll ever go to. This was unbelievable. Like, and I clicked with John, and I've been there ever since. You know what I mean? But it was a quite a quick progression from the time that I first seen MMA to my first pro fight. Um, it was it was very quick in a flash. But you know, I put I put everything into it like I do now. So I think that's why. But with the first wave, I suppose I was in that, but I took two years out. So it was right as um, it was right as Connor got into the UFC and the, the guys did. I was there for, for the first fight Connor had against uh, Marcus Brimage. I, I actually helped spar him with that. There's kind of a good story I'll tell you in a second about that. Yeah. But um, kind of so soon after, I had to take time from um, from the sport. I started a gym. Um, you know what I mean? It was uh, we, we started a family, so 
it's something that I think was a really big turning point in my life as well and career because I came back much, much better. You know what I mean? Uh, from the two years off, or I could I could recognize a lot of the mistakes I was making as a person, as an athlete. I came back far, far better. Yeah. What was it? Well, sorry, what was that story you were going to tell us anyway? I think it's it's a kind of a cool story about what kind of a guy Connor is. Um, he, I was fighting a guy, uh, Stephen Call, back in the day. Um, it was at lightweight, and me and Connor we met in the gym for sparring, and we done five fives. But he walked in and he told me the news that he got signed by the UFC, and it was such enormous news because no one, none of us had got into a big show. And man, I just put my arms around him, gave him a big hug, and uh, if, because like he was in the UFC, that was the big thing. But my fight was closer to his. He done those five rounds orthodox for me, so I would be better prepared for that fight. You know what I mean? All, all, you know, all help should have been put towards him, all guidance, all whatever. But he was able to help me out, even though he had just been signed. So I just think that's a very cool, you know, a story about what kind of a guy Connor is. You know? And uh, well, uh, Brian, one question I have to ask you, just because I'm a massive uh, GSB fan, and like he, he actually got me into it as well. And here you, you say his name. Was it UFC? 69 or was it UFC 83 against Matt Serra? Did he win or did he lose? You want to hear something? This is funny, okay? Because I'm like, what, five foot seven, five foot eight? Like, I'm short, right? So, yeah. when I seen Tito and uh, Chuck Liddell, I was like, I have to do this, but these guys are fucking huge. Like, I don't know what size they were. They were just massive. And, like, yeah. I didn't know about weight classes or anything. And the next minute I seen Matt Serra knock out, like, this chiseled fucking athlete of GSP. And even though I knew nothing about the sport, I was like, if he can do that, I can do that. Because I could see he was sloppy. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, I looked at it. Like, I've, I've looked at all GSP's fights, like, multiple times. I just, I love the way he thinks more than the way he actually fights. I just think he's, uh, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it was when he lost against Matt Serra. But uh, I love all his, all his fights. Like, the, the, Hughes, the Hughes fights were, were amazing, too, you know? Hasn't lost since, though. Hasn't lost since. In my opinion, the GOAT. Who do you I think is the GOAT? You know what? Like, I know he's my teammate, but I think Connor, he gets hard to argue two-time world, first time ever to, mm. to do the whole two consecutive belts. I do love Anderson and what he did, um, but I, I, I love GSP. I, I always have looked up to him, the way the way he thinks, his mindset. Um, you know, I, I was often put, not put down, but I was kind of, I was trying to kind of maybe... I was probably people tried to kind of move my mindset, the way I think about training, the way I think about sport. They were saying I was a bit too obsessive with certain aspects of it. But and when I didn't do that, when I tried to be a bit more flowy with things, I became a worse fighter. His, uh, the way he approaches it, he's almost OCD. I'm very much kind of like that too. And since I went back to that way, I've been, I've been, you know, much, much better as a, as a fighter. I think he's like the consummate professional, George St. Pierre, in fairness to him. Yeah, absolutely. He ticks all those boxes, you know what I mean? He, he does everything, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, working with high-level, you know, training partners, the way he puts his time into recovery modules, you know, even the gymnastic work he does, I just think he, he tries to tick as many boxes as he can. But on top of it, he's an amazing martial artist, you know, which is, which, is, uh, which is what it's all about. Like, we're all mixed martial arts fans, you know? Yeah. Do you think he'll actually ever come back? You know, uh, I'd like to see him come back. There's a lot of people that are retired that I wouldn't like to see come back because I think, you know, um, you know, I look at, like, say, Sugar Ray Robinson. Like, it's so heartbreaking when you see that guy came back uh, or, uh, you, know, ju you know, just good professionals that had to go back 
to you know keep the tax man happy, etc. I don't think yeah. GSP will have that, but I think that he could come back and, and be like just as successful. I think he's a, just an amazing athlete. His last performance was one of his better performances against Bisbee. You know what I mean? Like he like basically knocked him out and then choked him out all in the one go. You know what I mean? Moving up weight class. It was crazy because like who's done that to Bisbee? You know, Bisbee has got in there with such good guys and like he's won and lost, but he's always looked good. Um, mm. Maybe not against Gastelum because I think you know he took damage in the, the fight previous and it was very short. Yeah. But GSP just shut him down, you know, and you don't do that to someone like like uh, Bisbee. And you know what? I'd actually fancy GSP to be able to beat Adesanya if he came back at uh, 185 because I think he'd be able to take him down and hold him down there and Adesanya wouldn't be able to do anything about it. I think so too. I think Adesanya has <clears throat> such phenomenal striking. He's so, you know, he's so uh, flowy in there but everything he does is very much well thought out. Like if you look at his, the way he brings mm. the, the fighter down, he's, he's excellent. Against them, um, I can't think of the guy's name, he fought another southpaw fighter quite explosive I can't remember but he just Derek Brunson yes yeah that, that knockout like wow, Ross. the way he was setting up with that outside leg kick and then he mm. brought it up over the top he just he was in total control but I think GSP is, is that way like as a mixed martial artist you know mm. what I mean I think the GSP have Raymond Daniels in his camp very very often so he be used that sort of high level kickboxer in his camp in his camp so yeah Raymond is a cool guy we fought on the same show three times now and the last every time that I fought on the same show as him, we we both won. So the last time we were speaking, we we're gonna we said we're gonna put it into our contracts that we're not fighting unless we're on the same card. You know what I mean? That way we can't yeah. lose him. So. <laughs> get him on, get him on, get him on uh, Bellator Dublin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Brian, obviously, like the last well, the last few years in Irish Irish MMA has exploded. You even have your own gym now as well. Um, like, did you did you could you even envision what was about to become with all this exploding really uh, not really but um was there even a feeling in the in the in, in SVG being like something's gonna happen here like it's it's happening stages so the guys getting into the UFC you know you have like uh, obviously you've Connor you've Ashton you've you've uh, Cahill you've got the guys that got in and that was a massive surge and a massive wave and now you know we've got so many guys with Bellator but even the early days in Bellator, we didn't know what was going on. Like I, I took the AJ McKee fight uh, when basically I was meant to fight a Portuguese guy. I don't know who, what's it, I can't remember his name. And I had, um, I pretty much pulled out of the fight. My wife was extremely sick. You know, it was, it was just, it was tough going. And I pulled out of this fight pretty much. And then I found out then that there was no main event. Uh, so instead of pulling out, then I changed that phone call to saying that I'd fight AJ. For that, and the reason being is obviously I wanted to get signed with Bellator, but I thought that it would be a great thing for Irish MMA too. Yeah. I thought that if we could impress, that if we could put on a show, that they, they would come back again and again and again. And that was one of the reasons. But like, I'm I'm not surprised because of the talent that that, that is in our country, not just in SPG, but like we have fantastic fighters, and I think we put it up to the best in the world. I think you know, the next few years again, we'll, we'll, we'll be producing world champions, you know, and I, I, again, and I'm looking forward to that, and I'm hopefully looking forward to being one of those world champions. Yeah. We were actually at that AJ fight, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry said the same, same thing, we were at that, um, we actually both thought you were winning the first two rounds as well, you know what I mean, it was, it was a very impressive performance, and especially to see what AJ McKee's come on and done now, you know what I mean, like, a lot of people are tipping him to be the favourite to win that uh, Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix, um, obviously, yeah, uh, we've, 
we've had Pedro on and he thinks differently. Uh, mm-hmm. But what, what's, what's your take on the featherweight landscape? Because you've been a featherweight from the majority of your Bellator career. Uh, I see you're looking to drop down to 135 and have a Grand Prix there. But how do you see the featherweight landscape? I think it's a fantastic idea and a format having the Grand Prix. But, um, you know, Pedro is phenomenal. And he has that mindset very similar to the Connors, that unbreakable, massive confidence. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I think, you know, uh, like I, I would put backing him. Pitbull, I don't like him from a from a personal standpoint, but you got to admire what the guy has done. He's got a fantastic style. He's very, very, he's a very high uh, fight IQ. AJ is a very explosive athlete. He's more of an athlete, I find, than a fighter. And when I fought him, I didn't fight him at, at my uh, potential because I was just, you know, like I said, I was sick myself. But one of the main reasons, if you look at all his last few fights, people in MMA, they don't know how to fight southpaws correctly. They think they fight southpaws the same way as they do orthodox, and it's not. Foot position is massive. You know, how we're, like the shot selection is huge. People are just fighting orthodox and southpaws the same, and I think he's just having his way with that with that range as well. But um, that's why I'd be so, so confident of, of hammering him if we did go again. That being said, I don't know. Like That Caldwell fight is a good fight with AJ. It's... it's I think he will get past Calwell on size and, and uh, his athleticism. And I think, I think you know, you've got another good uh, matchup with, with Voichel and uh, Sanchez. I think Sanchez will probably win that one. Um, and I think Pedro and I think the winner between Pedro and Pitbull goes on to win the whole thing, if I'm 100% honest. Where, where do you think you're, you're best? Oh. Um, what's your best, best division? Like, would it be 135 or 145? For myself? Yeah. I'd say 135. Um, I always felt good at 145, but uh, like I would be, a, I would be strong. I'd be a strong guy. I've never came out of a fight and felt like God. They were, they were stronger than me. But um, I, when I fought La Hat and when I f- broke my first, my my two hands, the biggest problem was getting that guy off of me. His his weight was just fucking crazy. Like and obviously I had two broken hands. It was hard to get up anyway. But I remember, like, he missed weight by 2.5 pounds. I was on weight, like, the day before, easily. And, you know, you know, you get weighed the day of the fight as well. Like, I was, what, 71 or 2 kilos, I can't remember. Um, I, I can't remember what he was, but he was exponentially larger than me. You know what I mean? The weight difference was, was enormous. Like, uh, when I fought at bantamweight the last time, I, I weighed in at 61.5 or something like that. I can't remember. 61.8, I think was the, was the limit. But I was like back up to 70 point something the next day. Do you know what I mean? Back to the same weight. And I don't like cutting that much weight, but I do like having a, a level playing field. And I felt like I had to, not, didn't necessarily have to, but my advantage was to do that. You know what I mean? To become a world champion, I have to do these things. Yeah. And tell us about uh, this, this Bellator uh, Bantamweight Grand Prix that you've been campaigning for. It would also probably crown the Bellator Bantamweight champion because Haraguchi's dropped the belt. Um, who would you put in that uh, Bantamweight uh, Grand Prix? Um, sort of, if you take yourself out of it, who are the top four Bellator Bantamweights that are, are in the show looking at it? Well, just go back a step. I think the Bellator Grand Prix makes perfect sense to crown a champion. Plus, now we have the depth. If you talk even two years ago, I remember in Budapest watching Dantas and Higo fight for a belt. It was shite. It was terrible. They didn't go through it. They were just... They were like he didn't even make weight, you know what I mean? And I thought it was just such a shame. Now we have the depth. Now you have you have sixteen guys there without a doubt. But yeah, like if you want a top five, you've got myself one hundred percent. You've got one Arcaletta. You've got Pat, Patchy Mix, 
James is there. I don't know how that would work out with myself and James. We'll have to have a discussion about that. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good guys there, you know what I mean? Sean Bunch is there, Higo himself, Dandis is there. You've got a lot of good good guys. That's, really bad days. Bandeas, Jesus, yes. Well, uh, well, let's see how he gets on in October first. Maybe he won't fight again after that. Uh, you, you know, you know who's a sort of a, a strange one there. Keith Lee would, would almost be in there just because he's like Kevin Lee's brother. So therefore, like people are actually just interested in seeing him fight. Well, on top of that, he beat Sean Bunch. That's the guy I was trying to try mm. think of his name. Um, he beat Bunch last and looked fairly impressive in doing so. So, you know, and I mean, he, that's a fight I'd like as well. And if you could, uh, if you could talk about Gucci into it as well, that'd be brilliant. You forgot to mention Sergio Pettis as well. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it's easy to come up with 16 names right now. You know, I know. I think people love the brackets. I think people, like, as from a visual standpoint, they like seeing the brackets. And you know what I love? You know, the Featherweight Grand Prix, you know, when they like, uh, they all came out and then, like, they got to pick where they, they drew their names out of a hat or whatever. And then they got to pick what month they were fighting in or who they were fighting against. And then, at the time, obviously, people got like champions' choice. I think that's like a brilliant element to it. It sort of, you know, it sort of bigs up the fights because like you choose who you fight yourself. Well, let's be honest, right? It was deadly. Like a lot of people loved it, but let's be honest, the bantamweight division is what one of the reasons I was sort of looking to go down is because it's. Let's be honest, it's boring as fuck. Many, many of them are. The division has got deeper, to be fair, in the last couple of years, and, and now it seems to be exciting. Again. So this format would even propel that excitement for fans. A lot, you know, we have the, the lightweight division is good. You've got the likes of Chandler and Henderson. Now the featherweight division has that Grand Prix. I think now is the time for the bantamweight division as well. You're going to crown a champion. You're going to make it more exciting. It has the depth right now. It may it, it gets uh, fans, you know, attached to the names in the bantamweight division too, because the talent is there finally. Yeah, Brian. Just from covering your fights for the last while as well, uh, it actually we actually like I think Ross would agree. It looked like Bellator were actually giving you a good a good push, and then obviously when in the lower half fight he missed away, you then end up breaking two of your hands. Like if you if you look at that now, are you just sort of like oh, I should, like I shouldn't have taken that, or you know what I mean? Or what's your, uh, no. what's your thoughts looking back on that? No, like um, no, because I know what I'm made of. You know, and, and and I can look back at the the fights that I've had and I've won. I look back at them with fond memories. But funnily enough, I look back at the times where, you know, I was in some fucking dingy Oklahoma hospital with lightning outside with two hands in casts. I'll look back at that and I'll be proud of myself because I know most men would have stopped in there. You know what I mean? Like people say, that's yeah, the, that's, the thing. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But people say, yeah, you don't feel things in fights. I felt every part of that. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was. Uh, it was extremely sore with all that kind of stuff, but it was challenging mentally to get through that. Yeah, and, what went through uh, your mind? What went through your mind when you're like, oh, shit? Uh, my, my kids, you know what I mean? My kids and my wife, you know, and, that, and that's, that's to be perfectly honest, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, my dad told me when I was a young man not to get, ever give up, you know, and, uh, and I've always carried that, and I was, wasn't ever going to give up, you know what I mean? I would have. He could have brought me to... I don't know. Uh, maybe that's stupid. Like a lot of people, um, a lot of people uh, would would would, uh, would disagree with that or whatnot. Like, um, and and perhaps if I had stopped, you know, after I broke the second hand, I would have would have had more fights between now and then. Um, it's just that the fact that I, I uh, that when I broke my thumb, I kept hitting with that left hand because the right I couldn't make a fist with, and it just shattered, shattered, shattered. So I ended up with seven breaks in it. You know what I mean? Oh, so, hell, man. You know, it, it, maybe if I'd stopped, whatever, but I, I wouldn't have ever lived with myself. I probably wouldn't have never went back fighting if I if I'd quit. 
I don't even know what to say to that man. You're you, to be honest, you are a bit of, you are a legend, man. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I've never been in that position, but like I always look at you and just think like that fella can dig deep. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of people that you see they have their will broken. You know what I mean? But like I just feel like you're not one of those. You know what I mean? Like you have a bit of a never die attitude, and obviously you said that was instilled from your father, and it really shows in your entire fighting career. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. That's why we like following you. It's funny, it's funny how the internet works. Like, you follow each other on Instagram, you get to know each and then like, you almost feel like not, there's a connection there. You're just like, you want them to do well, you know? So, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, well, look at it. Like, you're, you guys are both Irish, you know what I mean? Um, you won't be the proud Irishman either on top of that. Like, every time I go in there, you know, I'm doing it for, for everyone. You know what I mean? Everyone that's on this island as well. Like, so, you know, um, I, that's why going back to that McGee fight it was so important that I took that you know what I mean that, that I wanted Bellator to come back more and more and more mm. to this I mean for, for, for not just me and my teammates but for there's a, there's a lot of Irish MMA fans there and we all deserve this you know yeah Brian you're and Brian were, were you trying to get on that London card in May was that no, your yeah I, I won't say who I was signed to fight because um, it's it's not up to me but I was Signed, and we were preparing for California in May, the end of May, 29th of May. Obviously, that's been postponed. Um, I don't know whether that fight gets postponed, to be honest. I don't know when we're even going to come out of this, but what I am hoping for is October against Ricky Van Dias anyway. You know what I mean? Whether I have a fight in the meantime, whether that is my next fight. We put two of us have built that. I think it makes a perfect coming event for Dublin, and who the hell doesn't want to see that? Yeah. Would not be really sexy if they launched the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix and did it over two nights and you could do you could actually make James versus Cal Elner in Dublin uh, you versus Bandeas and that's like uh, the start of the bracket if you know what I mean and then you know you could do like maybe an American card the night before because like people are going to be chomping at the bitch get voice going so you could almost have the, the bracket pre-done and have like October as the start date and I think it makes a lot of sense. I think I think a lot of promotions might be pressurized into doing two cards back to back on the same weekend as it is to, to, mm. to have their roster active because we're missing months with this virus. You know what I mean? So it would make that would make a great idea. You know what I mean? Even if you you could do the a uh, London and Dublin card back to back on different nights. <laughs> You know what I mean? They've done that with um, with other cards. You know what I mean? You've mm. had Oklahoma and Italy, whatnot. Yeah, they do it a lot. Yeah. Same weekends. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, it'd be deadly, but like it'd be great to. I want to see these big fights and these big events in Dublin now because we we've like we've sold out arenas there. That's mm. that we've done that. So now it's time for title fights to come. Now it's time for Grand Prix to take part, take place. We were sort. We were. We obviously have Pedro on, right? And we were sort of looking up at like, uh, when's the fight going to be rebooked? But it would not be so perfect to have like the Pitbull Bros versus uh, Pedro and Peter Creedy, you versus R- Ricky Bandejas, and then James versus Cal Elner all on the Dublin card and to make it like one of the biggest Dublin cards of all time. Be insane. Maybe they want to spread that out. Others. That's probably too much excitement for one night. Like, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but like we've had to wait so long. Like everyone's gonna have to fight at some stage. You know what I mean? And then uh, oh, and Liam McCourt can fight uh, Harding on the same card as that. Yeah, that that was a fight I was looking forward to. That was a, that was a good step up. Uh, Harding is a good fighter. You know what I mean? I was mm. really looking forward. I think Liam has looked really good in the last couple of fights. I think that I was looking forward to that. But 
you know, there, there's just so many guys that are on the scene right now that are that are ready to pounce. You know what I mean? And I think of all the event, all the venues, all the the, the fans. The, I think the Irish and, and the Tree Arena in Dublin deserve the the biggest cards, mm. the biggest shows, the biggest showcases. And that, like, if they don't do a world title fight, I think that'd be a great one for Pedro and Pitbull right there. Mm. But if they don't do a world title fight, I think they should uh, put on. Um, like I said, the early stages of the Grand Prix would be amazing there, you know. That, I, I, I do think the, the main event has been announced, hasn't it? That's the, yeah, for Dublin. Early. I, thought I, I thought I was yeah. looking for anything up there for a second. Yeah. But I think the, 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 the Creeley Pitbull is a, is, a, is a great main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I, think I, I just like the animosity there. Like, that's years building. The, the Pitbull Bros versus SPG, like that's years building the animosity there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, Look, it's 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 real animosity too, when you know you've got two good, two two excellent camps. You know what I mean? We can st- sit here and give out about the Pitbull brothers and call them this, that, and the other. But let's be honest, they're they're excellent fighters, especially uh, Patricio. Um, he's 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 done amazing things. I love how, like I've uh, uh, the way he knocked out Chandler was amazing. Everybody thinks they look, it was just an overhand right, but if you look carefully, he, he drops yeah. his right and he, bait, he baits that jab in, goes over the top, very much like a Lomachenko move. So, like, you have to respect his skill set. He might be might be a dickhead or whatever, but he, he is skilled. Yeah. Brian, uh, if I'm correct, your next fight is actually your 20th professional fight. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, would you would it bother you fighting if they didn't have fans in the arena? Because like, who knows when like mass amount of fans are going to go to an arena? Uh, yes and no. Like, I, I got into this sport as a fan, and that's one of the reasons why I try to make my style as exciting as I can. Um, you know, uh, like I was only thinking about my last fight, uh, but in general, should I say, I try to make it as exciting as I can. But then again, like I, I've. Uh, I've a house, a kid, a mortgage. I want to get paid. I want to get back in there. I want to, you know, I've, I have goals to become the world champion, uh, 135 pounds. And whether I have to do that in front of an empty arena or a full arena, I want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a fighter. I want to fight. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it outside right now if it'll get me closer to my to my goal. You know, and uh, so ideally, yes, in front of a packed tree arena. But if it has to be behind closed doors, so be it. You know what I mean? Would you rather almost point not in Dublin if it was behind closed doors? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably hear the lads outside anyway, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, at it is... Uh, it make no yeah, don't waste the three arena bell tour on a, on a, on a no-audience show. Don't waste the three arena. Go somewhere else for that, and then once you're back in action, give us the three arena. Yeah, it's it'd be a weird one, but obviously there'd be no point but in... Uh, like booking the tree arena for zero attendance, you know, but it'd be a, I'd like to kind of, I'd like to be in that uh, position where you're fighting someone and you've, you've no noise, only corner. I think that's kind of cool. The whole Japan feel off it would, yeah. would, would be nice. Exactly. But, uh, what, what, oh, sorry, what's yeah. your take, Brian, on uh, Dana White fight Ireland? I haven't really been following it too closely, to be perfectly honest. Um, okay, well, he's building an island to have, host the fights on sometime in May. Um, would you like Scott Coker like took it to Ireland to Hawaii and was like right here we go that'd be cool alright but nah, look at it it's, with everything that's going on right now and everything is so new I think you know to be to err on the side of precaution is is, is, is number one like I don't know does the fire island do worse to, to this fucking pandemic obviously when like the last UFC card that got cancelled that uh, postponed the one that was meant to be on the, like to Tony Khabib 
I'd lie if TF I wasn't going to say that I was going to tune in for it. I couldn't wait for it. We're all starved for MMA right now, but um, yeah. just, I'm sure it does more damage than, than, than good. Exactly. Uh, Brian, just before we wrap things up, I uh, just want to say thanks a million for coming on the show. And we definitely have to do this again in the build up to your next fight because uh, it's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, Ross, anything else to say before we wrap it up? No, guys, just make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Yeah.